selecting the best power bank for your uses. This is Mac Voices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. This is a Mac Voices briefing on buying an external power bank. You might think this is the easiest thing in the world, right? You just go, pick up whatever's on the shelf, plug it in, and you're set. But there are so many little things that can end up costing you money if you don't buy the right one, if you don't have the right cables or the right connections, or at worst, if you end up with something that's completely inappropriate for your use case and you either waste money buying too much or you waste money buying too little. So I'd like to give you a few things to think about when you're shopping for your next power bank, and then I'll share some of my favorites as well. Number one, what are you planning to charge? This seems obvious, right? But it can affect some of the other factors we're going to talk about. For example, if you're only charging an iPhone, you might be able to limit your selection to something MagSafe only. But if you want to use the power bank for other devices, you might need more power or more connectivity choices. How many devices do you want to be able to charge at one time? All very simple questions that you might overlook until after the purchase. Number two, how much power do you need? This is perhaps my favorite option because the answer is so obvious. All you can get, right? Not necessarily. More power usually means more weight and more expense. It's nice to be able to charge and recharge an iPhone to full charge three or four times before recharging the power bank, but how many times do you really need to? Do you plan to recharge an iPad or a MacBook Air? And how much of a recharge or runtime do you realistically need? For a long time, I was a fan of buying the biggest, most powerful power bank I could afford. But then I stepped back and realized that I was never using it to its full capacity, that I was carrying around extra weight I didn't need, and I'd spent more money than I needed to. As a result, many of my favorite options are now smaller, more specific power banks. And having multiple small options gives you expandability choices. Sometimes you might just need one for a day trip. For a vacation, you might need two or three for you or the people you're traveling with, but not all at once. Give it some thought and save some money and wait in your backpack. What connections and how many? This one is extremely timely given the change to the iPhone from Lightning to USB-C. At the moment, unless you have an older iPhone or iPad, USB-C is on every Apple device. And the only current device as I record this that charges via Lightning is the Magic Mouse. Even the current version of the Apple TV remote is USB-C. A USB-A connection is almost universal on power banks, except the brand new ones. But that means a specific cord that is USB-A to USB-C, or carrying an adapter for the USB-C end. While that's a viable and affordable alternative, it also is one more small piece to get lost, and then your power bank isn't going to do you any good at all. On the flip side, a USB-A port gives you lots of flexibility in what cables it can accommodate, and therefore what devices you can charge or power with it. No right or wrong choices here. Just find the one that's right for you. One more factor. How many devices do you want to charge? If you travel with children or a companion, it might be useful or even necessary to charge more than one device at a time. It also might be useful to be able to charge an iPad and an iPhone at the same time. 
you can go the multiple power banks route to accomplish this, or you can buy a larger power bank with more than one connection. The same concerns on the connections and cable remain, so be sure you do a little planning as you purchase and provision your backpack. And this is also where the USB-C confusion can rear its ugly head. Be sure that the cables you select can, indeed, charge your device. It would be a shame to be on a cross-country flight with a dying iPad and discover you can't recharge it. There's one other specific device to talk about, the Apple Watch. I've come to rely on my Apple Watch more and more, and the battery life is terrific. But there are times, depending on how long the day is, that I can run it down, and that always seems to be when I need it most. While I could carry an Apple Watch charger cable as part of my cable gear and a power bank, it's much easier to use a dedicated battery with the charging disc built in. No cables to full width, and it's only a couple dollars more expensive than buying that extra charging cable. Something to think about as your Apple Watch starts to lose a little bit of capacity as it ages, and also for those extra long days on the road. Many of my current favorite power banks live in my backpack, so they're with me at all times. But I do have others that are ready to go in the event of last-minute business travel. The MyCharge MagLock Portable MagSafe Charger is one of my favorites because of the strong magnet. It stays attached to the iPhone even if it's in my pocket, and that's exactly what I want, unless I'm holding the iPhone with the charger on it, and even then I don't want the connection sliding around and the phone not charging. The Skosh GoBat 5000mAh is also a MagSafe power bank, but it can also be used to charge other devices through the USB-C port. The Skosh GoBat 10,000 milliamp power bank is a little bit beefier and more powerful, and that's ideal for situations where you need even more power on the go, say for an iPad. As far as the adapters go, I always carry several of the Anchor USB-C to USB-A adapters for both power bank charging as well as other device compatibility. For cables, I've had great luck with the Anchor USB-C cables, from both the charging and connectivity standpoints. Because they're braided, they've never frayed or broken no matter how much I abuse them. And for that Apple Watch charger, the LV fan is my choice. Lightweight, a decent magnet to keep the watch in place, and small enough for your pocket. It makes sure you have the extra juice for your Apple Watch anywhere you go, anytime. One more thing. We've all read stories about lithium-ion batteries getting too warm, overheating, deforming, sometimes even catching fire. Please be aware of that fact. No matter what power bank you choose or power banks that you choose, please read the instructions that come with them and follow them, especially when it comes to charging and acceptable use. My best advice on this is to stick with the major brands that you know and trust, where there are quality controls in place that will minimize the risk and stay away from the no-names and the knockoffs, no matter how good the price looks. And whatever you do, please, please, please do not leave charging batteries unattended. If anything should go wrong, and that's not very likely, but if it should go wrong, at least you will be there to minimize the damage or take care of whatever needs to be taken care of. Let's all be very safe out there, please. That's a Mac Voices briefing on shopping for external power banks. I'm Chuck Joyner. I'll be back with more soon. Thanks for watching.
Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.